Premier Kenny will be talking with Shay Ganim at 9 o'clock here on 630 Ched. So you will hear from him the day after. We're going to hear from the health critic for the NDP, David Shepard, right now. Good morning, David. Thanks so much for taking the time. My pleasure. Thanks for having me, Daryl. Why don't we start with uh, your belief on the motivation? Now, a little earlier, I ran some uh, some comments from some of the uh, protesters at the Coots border crossing saying uh, they called these minute steps and that they're not going anywhere. So if the in- in- mm. intent was to, uh, to make members of caucus happy or to make some protesters happy or some opponents happy, maybe that hasn't worked. What do you think? Well, uh, I'd have to agree, Daryl. You know, it seems as the Premier is negotiating here, he negotiated about as well on this as he did on the TMX pipeline, threw everything on the table up front and got nothing for Albertans in return. I mean, what we saw here is that Jason Kenney collapsed his timeline for, for ending all public health measures from sometime in March to the end of February to a matter of days, and that happened within the space of a week. And in that week is when we saw the protests at the border. We saw Jason Kenney's MLAs going down to support those blockades, those illegal blockades, and members of his own caucus essentially fomented rebellion. We know he's got his leadership review on April 9th. So now all of a sudden he is making an announcement at 5 p.m., seven hours before he removes the restrictions exemptions program. So it seems pretty clear. This was a rushed decision. It was not carefully considered. It was not consulted with anybody, seemingly, except for people at the illegal blockading codes. So it's quite clear Jason Kenney is making this decision in his best interest, not the interest of Alberta. Now, that's making an awful lot of assumptions. There were, there were comments from Jason Kenney that they had been looking at this lifting, say, even back into late December, so that there had been a plan. This would have been before the protests, would have been before, really, a, a larger uprising within caucus. So they say that there was a plan. Do you just don't think they're, they're, they're telling the truth? there would be a plan. Of course, it would be a consideration of lifting public health restrictions. I mean, it's been two years. I recognize everybody is tired of dealing with this situation and the restrictions that have been in place. And of course, any prudent government would be looking for an opportunity when the science is right, when the situation is right, to make a reasonable, ordered transition back to normal life. But that is not what we saw here. We did not see Jason Kenney thoughtfully coming out and communicating about making a change based on the data. We saw Jason Kenney collapsing his timeline within the space of a week as he faced pressure at the border, as he faced pressure from his caucus, making a rushed late-night announcement with moves that were not communicated to anybody, not businesses, not school boards, not municipalities in advance. Well, let's, that doesn't sound to me like like thoughtful leadership. Let, let's assume, let's assume for a moment, even though the, uh, they, the, the government has said that they were not negotiating with any of the protesters, that, you know, one or two uh, MLAs did go initially, etc. So I'm not going to go diving into that, but uh, let's assume that they did talk with them. Well, the instant reaction from the protesters was, oh, this isn't nearly enough. This isn't what we wanted. We wanted everything gone. So uh, the, I, I sort of wonder about whether that was the, 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 the purest motivation or was it some of the, the push from within caucus outside of the whole protester thing? Oh, well, frankly, she had to get to combination of both. I mean, uh, members of their caucus jumped very quickly to support the truck convoy to Ottawa. Uh, Grant Hunter, one of Jason Kenney's UCP MLAs, who was at that blockade a a week or so ago, was there again last night saying it was inspiring to watch people blocking the border and hurting Alberta's economy. He still sits in that caucus, and there's been no response from the Premier. So it's quite clear this decision, again, was rushed. 
it was made at the last minute, it was not communicated or consulted. So Jason Kenney may be basing that on rebellion within his own caucus. Maybe he's basing it in part on the illegal blockaded coots, but he's clearly not basing it on the science, the data, and the best interests of Alberta. Curious, before I let you go, what would you do with the uh, the, the situation in coots? Because uh, the government was saying, we don't tell the RCMP how to do their job. We just give them, the, you know, there's criminal code, there's the Critical Infrastructures Act. They have tools. I guess they could go and get an injunction, but I mean, the tools are already there. So what would you do? What would you do with that situation? So I, I recognize, uh, Shay, that, that uh, I'm your partner, sorry, Daryl. Right. I recognize that that's a complex situation. And certainly, we have to allow the police to, I think, use the tools that are available. It's difficult to move the big trucks, that sort of thing. But what I certainly wouldn't do if I was the premier is allow members of my caucus to go down and encourage that activity and continue to say that that was inspiring when it's, in fact, illegal. I would not be making decisions based on demands that were being made by people at an illegal blockade. And I certainly would not have set up this kind of situation where the premier had throughout the pandemic been undermining, I think, things like vaccines, the science, other things for his own political gain and allowing his MLAs to do the same. This is a situation, I think, in good part of the Premier's own making. Okay. David Shepard, thanks for your time this morning. Thank you. Appreciate it, Daryl. Hi, it's Shauna, and I might be a bad parent because my kids think french fries are vegetables. Hey, it's Ryan, and I might be a bad parent because I went out for wings when my wife was in the hospital after giving birth. Johnny here. I might be a bad parent because in my house, the tooth fairy gives pocket change. But we're not alone. Len emailed us and said his six-year-old daughter's Tarzan moment going from love seat to lazy boy by curtains made him more proud than any dance <laughs> recital. <laughs> and Andy left his two-year-old at the rink. All right, guys, I'm sure we're not alone, like Andy's kid. For stories and confessions like this, make sure you check out our podcast. It's called Bad Parents, and it's available wherever you get your podcasts. I left a glove at the rink.